We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the Knicks are going to get to the halfway point of the season at 20 and 21. Same exact record after 41 games last season. Oh, hello. I had to join my friend here for the Knicks postgame. How you doing there, RJ? Yes, RJ the Crow is feeling good tonight. He's going to join us for the whole postgame. Um, the least we could do is make room for him on this evening um, for yet another good game for RJ Barrett. Um, his, what is it, his fourth 30-point game? Uh, of his of his Nick career, fifth thirty point game of his Nick career, something like that. Whatever, he had a nice game. Uh, he had a really nice game. I would actually argue, considering who they played, considering how um, Jakob Pertl is one of the more underrated defensive centers in basketball. He's really good, and uh, in general, you know the Spurs were missing a lot of their guys, but and RJ was getting a lot of switches, and he was getting those switches, and he was getting whatever he wanted on those switches. Um. Like, this is still the Spurs. Um, you know, Lonnie Walker, not a great defender, but sizable body to throw at RJ. DeJounte Murray, obviously, um, all-world defender. And then, like I said, Pirtle. It didn't matter. And RJ taking ownership of the game in the third quarter there, That's that's the tantalizing stuff. That's the stuff that... You watch it, and you're like, no, of course he's he's going to be a star. How can this guy not be a star? And it makes you it makes you scratch your head at the performances that we get, you know, on some of the other nights where uh, he is not going like this. And not only is he not going like this, it's that he's trying to go like this, and it just looks it looks so different. And I think it is a reasonable explanation to say that uh, this is. This is what 21-year-old is, right? 21-year-old is going to have nights where he looks great on some nights and looks not so great on the other nights. I think if you're an RJ believer, that is the hill that you are dying on. If you are an RJ skeptic, you're saying, nah, the nights that he looks bad uh, are a little too bad, and there aren't enough nights that he looks good for me. Um, At this point, I'm probably somewhere in the middle as much as I've gotten a reputation as a guy who um, has – not loved RJ um, as much as some. I am still high on him. Um, I am less 
I, I, you know, I don't know. I may have already changed my stance since since uh, recording today's pod or the pod that dropped today. Um, I go back and forth on whether the Knicks are all in on RJ Barrett, and I think it's tough to have a conversation about whether or not the Knicks are all in on RJ Barrett without having a conversation about whether the Knicks are all in on Julius Randle, um, who I think. You know, there's some other obviously there's some other players who had very nice games. Um, Emmanuel quickly, I thought was really good, uh, better than his numbers would suggest. Suggest 12 points on 12 shots. I thought Quentin Grimes was really good. Uh, Fournier, his shots that he hit early and throughout the game, I think will get lost, but his four threes were massive. Alec Burks finding the range, very important. Mitch kind of a little uneven at times, but for the most part, really strong game. Taj, everybody had a good game. Um, Obi. Didn't get his chances, but had a nice game. You know, the other story in this game besides RJ is is Julius Randle. Um, How can it not be? How can it not be Julius Randle? Um, I heard from someone who was there tonight talking about how all night long, Julius was apparently um, chirping up and down the court. Uh, and just did not seem to be in a great state of mind. I, I asked the person whether he thought Randall was chir- chirping at the refs. He said, nah, it looked like he was chirping at Tibbs, which would be, I don't know, that would be pretty astounding to me because Tibbs is about the last guy he has in his corner. Um, I don't know what he has to chirp about. He's, he's playing poorly. Um, but, boy, if I have one, I, I think I, what did I do? I did Christmas wishes. I did New Year's resolutions. If I have one polite request, um, polite request, it is January 10th. We're a month from the trading deadline. Just give me a rumor. Shams, Woj, I don't know, Chris Haynes, uh, Mark Stein, you know, one of our own guys, Ian, Ian Begley. Just give me a rumor. Just give me a rumor that the Knicks have quietly, subtly, ever so slightly explored whether there is a market for Julius Randle. I'm seeing some things in the chat. Jeremy Grant for Randall. We had a first rounder with the crying laughing emoji. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we we'll get through. We have to get through. I'll get to the super chats. We could do some fake. We could do some fake fake Julius trade stuff um, later in the later in the post game if you want. But you know, I I, I just um, he you know game by game by game by game, he makes it harder and harder and harder to believe that he can come out of this. Um. He is so far into his own head. And the thing that's astounding to me, and then I'm going to go over the Super Chats, the thing that's astounding to me, you know, and I really didn't want to make this all about Randall, although I had a feeling it might be, because RJ, RJ was that good. This, I, You know, I think I said it a week ago in the Indiana game. I think that was our, you could argue that was RJ's best game of his career. I think you could argue this game was even better. And if a guy who's 21 years old have, has arguably two his two best games in his career, that should be the lead story. Um, but, of course, we're going we're gonna to talk about RJ, uh, Randall. You know, the, the last thing that I'll say is, like, I, I've poked fun at it a little bit over the last few days about how, you know, what Randall did the other night um, 
what he said and his actions on the court and whatnot. If that was going to get him going, I don't give a fuck. He could come and yell, shut the fuck up at me all he wants. He could, he could do that to every Nick fan. He could get up in all of our faces. Shut the fuck up, you. Shut the fuck up, you. Shut the fuck up. You can say to anybody you want, buddy, if it's going to get you going. At the end of the day, it's a performance business, and when you don't perform and your body language sucks and your defense is questionable, and I feel bad even saying that because, like, he had a lot of really good moments early tonight. I know he wasn't making shots, but he was making plays for other teammates. He was drawing doubles. He was making the right play. He was attempting to make the right play. I do believe still, still that his intentions are in the right place. But he just makes it hard. He just makes it really hard. And, like, again, I want to be very clear about this. If they did ever trade him, I do not think the team would be better as a result of it. Although maybe if they had a healthy Derek Rose and Kemba Walker, I would be be convinced differently. But um, he's important to what they do. He's still important to what they do. You can love Obi Toppin. You still have to admit – that and RJ and quickly and everything. And you could still admit that our uh, Randall is so important to what they do, but it just, it's, it's so tough when, when he's playing like this, he's playing really badly. So um, yeah. Uh, Andrew is reminding me to remind you, uh, get the likes up if you don't mind. Uh, thank you everybody for coming watching in general, but uh, definitely to anyone who is uh, hitting that like button, gently tap the like button, if you will. Uh, all right, let's get to the super chats. Here we go. Harry Donut, starting us off. My main man, Harry. You are always so generous. Thank you so much for getting things kicked off tonight. Um, I see Obi, hashtag Obi Avengers and hashtag free Obi from Blood of the Panda is alive and well, as it always is. We thank you for that. Stephen Cordero, what's going on, Stephen? Good to see you. For the RJ haters in the fan base who don't get to enjoy the day-to-day of a player whose number nine will hang for the rafters, you have my sympathies. Yeah, man. If his if his number ends up hanging up there, uh, boy, uh, that'll be something. Knicks haven't hung one up there in a few years, so it would be nice to get another one. It's about consistency. It's about consistency, and it's about it's about the behind the scenes stuff that I think we probably are not privy to, um, because. You know, I'm not going to lie. Ever since Tibbs said what he said after that Nuggets game about the, maybe he needs to get back in the gym, uh, I, that's that's part of been my it's been part of my calculus in this in the whole RJ thing. But um, yeah, man, if he could show consistency um, and he could keep getting better, then there's no reason not to rule like hell for him and and keep him here for a long time. Uh, we'll we'll see if that's if that's what ends up being the case. Um, Hannibal Miles, does Julius look like he doesn't want to play for the Knicks anymore? Good question. Finally, an easy win. I wish Tibbs would let RJ have that 40-point game as opposed to letting Randall play deep into the fourth. I think RJ just needed a breather. He played the first, uh, what was it, 15 minutes and a half, and then it didn't make any sense to let uh, to bring him back into the game when the game was out of a hand. I don't, I don't mind that. Um, I don't think Julius Randall looks like he wants to play basketball for anybody right now. And what's interesting um, – Oh, interesting. This one, this is from uh, Stefan Bondi, by the way. Knicks win, but Julius Randle's situation only gets worse. His night ended with a frustration foul and a beeline to the bench with the crowd booing and then chanting for his replacement, Obi Toppin. 
Um, Randall scored just two points, his lowest output as a Nick. Um, I don't know. I'll say this. I think that uh, all the stuff about like the notion of them trading Randall and it, it, it's like it's a bad look for the franchise, that's out the window. Because, I mean, that's the one thing that he did do uh, two games ago when he said what he said is it's like the whole thing like, oh, I signed here under the premonition that I was going to be a part of this foundation for a long time. You guys did me wrong. That's fucking out the window, man. How you're acting up and down the court and this and that, like that, that shit's gone. Say goodbye to that narrative if that's the way things go. Uh, Kevin, my main man, Kevin Danishevsky. God, I love Grimes. Such a huge shout out to Grimes. I, 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 you know, RJ's obviously getting three stars tomorrow. Um, probably leaning quickly for two. Although Grimes is gonna, Grimes is gonna be in contention to get two stars. I thought he was really good. Um, I, I, a couple other players have to get consideration too. But I thought Grimes' defense is just so much fun. Um, and his quick trigger and everything. Um, so gratifying to see Tibbs stick with him after a couple rookie mistakes. And he looks like a guy who could be a good to great two-way player. I think he's a guy that looks like he's he's ready to play 25 minutes a night for any team in the NBA. You know, uh, Desmond Bain's been blowing up uh, this year for Memphis. He was good last year, too. Um, shout out former KFS podcast guest, Desmond Bain. Um, I, don't, I don't think Grimes has that kind of ceiling. But, like, you talk about a guy who spent – you know, Grimes was in college for three years, Bain for four. Um, high pedigree player, uh, can shoot it, can defend it, pretty good size. Um, hey, Julito's in the uh, in the chat. What's going on, Julito? I like seeing you on the uh, on television the other night too. Um, all good, all good stuff from Quentin Grimes. Uh, I love the kid, and uh, you know, it, it's another. You know, I, I feel like everything's going to relate back to a, the the notion of a Randall trade. Like, if they just moved off of Randall's money, they have other guys who could take the minutes here right now. Again, I'm not saying they will. I'm not even necessarily saying they should. I'm just curious what the market would look like. Brian Benjamin. Randall had iffy body language. Also, the top and chance are worrisome for Randall. I think Randall hates it. Like, there are players in the league who, if they were not going great, and their backup was getting like their name chanted and like had a nice moment at the end of the game, which ran Obi had a couple nice moments at the end of the game. Like they'd be happy for that player. I'm not saying it's easy to be that guy, but if you are secure in your status as one of the best players in the game and you know your value and you know your worth and you know how good you are, you are going to be more willing to be like, yeah, I'm, I suck right now. Like, that's the thing. That's what this all comes down to. I don't, I don't want to make this some kind of philosophical discussion about life, but it's like every person in the world is either, are you have the ability to be honest with yourself or are you a person that needs to lie to yourself? And like, I guess part of why I've been coming down really hard on Randall over the last few weeks is it has become very clear to me that he is the type of person that needs to perpetuate like lies in his own head to keep himself going. And I just don't care for those people. And I don't have a ton of respect for those people. Whereas the best thing for Randall to do right now would be to look himself in the mirror and be like, man, I'm just not very good right now. I need to figure out how to get better as opposed to 
it's everybody else around me that's the problem. It's the fans out of the problem. You know, how dare they chant Obi Toppin's name if he was chirping at Tibbs tonight. It's the refs that are the problem. Everybody around me is the problem because clearly you can't say, no, actually, it's me. Not a lot of people could do that. And especially not a lot of NBA athletes because, again, that confidence is what gives them the ability to go out there and do the things that they do. It takes a really special player to be able to look himself in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm not very good right now. Um, you know, it's why, it's part of why Russell Rusbrook is so detrimental to his team because um, he's never been able to do that year after year after year. When if he did, you know, he could he could have still remain one of the more helpful players in basketball, but he can't. No. But but I digress. Um, CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? Always a pleasure. After listening to the pod this morning, oh my goodness, I can't wait. For this. I might take that bet on RJ. Everybody should take that bet on RJ. Man, I'm gonna be out. Of, I'm gonna be uh, ho- homeless um, if I actually bet anybody money on that at this point. Just kidding. Good stuff as always. Yeah, man. I, I just you know I, I'm always honest with you guys, and it was what I was thinking in the moment. I may have already changed my mind. Um, you know, for for anybody by the way who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I I predicted that quickly, Emmanuel quickly would break the Charlie Ward curse and not um, R.J. Barrett, and that I thought that if I had money to put on it right now, R.J. Barrett would get traded within the next year and a half because I'm just I not sold that the Knicks are 100% sold on him. Or at least I wasn't when I recorded that pod a, a day and a half ago or a day ago. I, I don't know. This <laughs> Tonight was pretty damn good. Tonight was pretty damn good. I, I, am, no, I am nothing if not someone who uh, – is not able to stand on my convictions. I'll say that. Um, Adam, Julius Randle for Jeremy Grant and a couple firsts. You're not what – is, what does Detroit want with, with Julius Randle? They don't want Julius Randle. Um, Stars, a.k.a. Brooklyn. Love the show. Thank you, Stars. Keep Mitch, Jeremy Grant, question mark. Again, I'm going to actually have a write-up on Jeremy Grant in the newsletter tomorrow, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, in short – I don't think I don't think Jeremy Grant makes a ton of sense if you're talking about adding him to a Randall centric team because Jeremy Grant's a power forward; he shouldn't be playing the three. Um, now, if you're talking about some kind of a three way deal where you send Randall, I mean, here you want here you want you want a crazy trade here. I'll give you a crazy trade. Um, and again, the money doesn't work out exactly, so there there would need to be some other salaries here and. Um, you know, picks and whatnot, but send send Randall to Portland. Um, send have Portland send money to uh, Detroit or, or a, a expiring kind like Covington or or maybe maybe they want to get off CJ McCollum. Whatever Portland sends something to Detroit. Detroit sends Jeremy Grant to the Knicks. Um, you know the Knicks get something. The Knicks would probably have to. Get so they would surely ask for something. They'd ask for a cursory pick, a first round pick, a fake first round pick, a first, a first that converts into two, um, two seconds, whatever. Um, and you know, Detroit would have to get something out of it too because they're giving up Jeremy Grant. So, like, I don't know, is it worth it for? I mean, maybe if they turn, if poor, I'm, I'm talking out loud here, maybe if Portland were able to turn Robert Covington into Julius Randle, maybe that would be worth two first round picks for them. I don't know. Um, or a first round pick and, uh, and, um, Anthony Simons, you know, maybe Simons goes to Detroit or something and, you know, and we get, we get Grant. I don't know. Just talking out loud here, but like, look, there's all, there's all stuff. 
Um, oh, Andrew's asking me to explain the crow. Uh, okay, so before I move on in the super chat, so uh, early on in the season, after RJ was in the when RJ was in the midst of his his rampage, four or five straight uh, really good games. Uh, my bu- good buddy Yash, Yash from St. Louis, my one-time trial ad student, sent me this crow because of all of the hemming and hawing and hedging I have done over RJ about RJ over the years. And uh, so this was this crow was meant for me to eat. So thank you, Yash. Thank you for Mr. Crow to be here. Um, Sean Ford. Always feel um, I'll get to King DJ's comment in a second. Sean Ford always feel so much better about this team when RJ looks legit. It changes your entire outlook on the team. Thank you so much for saying that, because, again, I have no questions about quickly. I have no questions about Toppin for what he is. I don't really have any questions about Grimes. When RJ looks the part of like a true like number two slash number three, man, of on a really good team, or dare I say a great team, it changes everything. Because then you could really talk yourself into like, okay, we're a, we're a guy away. Like what can you turn Randall into? Or can you turn Randall into something and then you flip that something with picks and whatever else? Like, you know, you could talk yourself into stuff. It, it all changes when RJ is going good. Great comment. Um, more from Sean Ford. This was RJ's most impressive 30-point game to me. Completely agree. Took it into the paint and made plays. And and I'll add, just looked comfortable and confident. Never forced it. Giving up the ball. The play where he gave up the ball and got it back for the three. Just gorgeous. Not self, not not forcing anything. Nothing forced. Um so <sighs> King DJ asks, what about Sacramento Randall for Fox? I don't think they're giving up Fox for Randall. I'm not even, I don't even think they give up Halliburton for Randall. Harrison Barnes for Randall. You again, it's when I first started thinking about the possibility of a Randall trade this year, when, when, uh, when my good friend and co-host Jeremy Cohen first planted the idea, incepted the idea into my brain um, by referring back to the Blake Griffin trade, uh, from LA to Detroit, my um, my immediate thought was Randall to Sacramento for Barnes felt to me a lot like Griffin to Detroit for Tobias Harris, a player who is not as flashy a player, is not the creator, not the same level of creator, but is as just more sound, more of a sound basketball player. Now the difference between that and this is Blake Griffin was still having a pretty freaking good year for the Clippers that season, Julius Randle is having obviously a terrible year for the Knicks. Um, I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about it because I didn't think the Knicks would send Julius Randle to Sacramento. Now, I'm not so sure. Um, I still don't think they would, but I'd I'd be, I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Um, Nicholas D. Oliveria? No. Oliveira. Oliveira, I think I got that right. Enjoyed Fournier's game. Yeah, Fournier played a nice game tonight. Played within himself, shot it when he should shoot it, uh, put the ball on the floor, driving. Um, I think he's t- uh, taking more and more confidence, agree. Whatever, thank you for your live streams. Very appreciated from a French fan. Thank you so much for watching. Um, yeah, shout out to Fournier. Look, Fournier reached a low point a week ago. He's come back in a big way. He's come back in a big way. The 41-point game tonight, I know he missed the last game. I'm uh, I'm here for a Fournier rebound, hundred percent. 
my good buddy, my main man, the one and only David Futternick in the chat. Crow Parmesan Maron. Time to manja. I'll drink to that. Daniel Chang. Julius needs the all-star break to come and fast. I hope he didn't Dennis Smith this guy. Eh, ooh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Andrew Claudio just chimed in. The capital of France is Paris. I know that one. Congratulations, Andrew. Um, anyway, free Obi and arrest David Fisdale for four fraud and theft. Oh, man. Yeah, free Obi. Again, it's simple with Obi. Who do you have setting him up? It's a possibility he could be one of the best finishers in the league if given the opportunity to do so. I know he didn't. He had a couple of not-so-great moments defensively. I still think I, – I think Tom – if Obi Toppin was, like, basically given to Tom as his starting power forward, I think he'd make it work. I do think he would – the defensive stuff would, would bother Tibbs a little bit just because it's stuff that you feel like, you know – against a really good team and like a playoff. Here's the question. In a playoff series, do you trust Obi Toppin's defense? Again, there are so many reasons we don't need to ask that question right now. But at the same time, if you're talking about factoring in the Obi Toppin of it all as part of the should we trade or should we not trade Julius Randle discussion, like you kind of do need to talk about Obi Toppin's ceiling on a high-level team. Um you know, second-year player, can he continue to improve? He's improved his defense a lot from year one to year two. Um, I have confidence in, in him. I like him. I just think, you know, maybe he's not there uh, yet right now. We'll see. Um, Matt from Australia, where we know the capital of Australia. Um, couldn't ask for more today. RQ and RJ killed it with OB Dunks being the perfect cherry on top. Yeah, completely agree. Good stuff. Andrew, again, reminding me. To remind you, gently tap your uh, mouse pad or, or mouse or whatever uh, to get the likes up. We appreciate it. Um, Robert Cross, hashtag, the hashtag. I'm going to start calling Robert Cross the hashtag. Hashtag 53 wins. First time, long time. How high do you think R.J. Barrett's ceiling is? His ceiling has never been in question to me. His ceiling has never been in question to me. His ceiling has always been and continues to be an all-star player. Um, how many all-star? I, I don't know. A guy who can make all, a couple of all-star teams. Two, three, you know. Um, that's never been in question. I just, to me, what this year has put into question is not RJ's um, ceiling. It's his floor. Because I just... You know, and, and shout out to my buddy uh, Bernardo Zorowski, co-host of uh, America's fastest growing uh, niche movie podcast sensation, Final Review. You know, we were texting about this today. And like RJ's age gets brought up a lot, right? That he's that he's 21 years old, which is obviously a, like there's a, there's merit to introducing that into the, into the discussion. At the same time, we've also been told since this kid was 15 years old, like he's he's the most like NBA ready, not the most NBA ready player, but like he was NBA ready from an early age. He had been trained by his dad. He had been built for this. And so that's why I think anyone who does have concerns about the games where RJ does not look so good in year three, 
um, there is some validity to that because of, again, the purported like NBA readiness. Now, the counter to that is how bad he was as a rookie. And he was so bad as a rookie in so many areas of the game. And he did improve considerably in so many ways from year one to year two, which is why my, my thing I always come back to was like, let's talk about this after this year is over. And I'd like to talk about this after this year is over. That's when it's a good time to have the what is RJ's ceiling? What is RJ's floor? What is RJ's trade value? All that good, you know, what should RJ's next contract be, despite the fact that I wrote about it the other day? Um, that's the appropriate time to have all these conversations. Let me get a full third year in the books because, hey, guess what? If RJ goes on and plays like this or 85% of this for the rest of the year, well, then fuck it. The conversation is over. He's a future star. Um, Okay, let's move on. Um, Kenny Rose. What's going on, Kenny? Randall looks like he's zoned out at home now. Team responding to RJ taking over. I love IQ when he's getting better. He is getting better. Like, talk about a guy who steady, 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 steady growth. Emmanuel quickly. Like, again, is quickly ceiling as high as RJ? No, it's not. He's like, RJ's a. It built like a brick shit house, and if he could shoot it, and if he could finish it, and if he keeps passing like he did tonight, well, then there's your all star. Quickly doesn't have that ceiling, but man, I am just so confident in that he is going to hit whatever his ceiling is. Um, so yeah, shout out to IQ. Can we play this way versus the Mavs? Man, that Mavs game. Oh boy. I'm not saying it's a must win because, look, if they come out of this week two and one, if they win one of the next two games, I'll sign for it. I honestly, if they lose to the Mavs and then they beat the Hawks, I'll, I'll sign for it because, you know, those are tough games. And then they have some winnable games the following week, um, although you never know with this team. If they could beat the Mavs, though, that would be impressive. I'd be really impressed because the Mavs are playing not as well as any team in basketball, but they're playing really well. Um so let's see. Uh, let's see what they could do against uh, some old friends, as it were. Um, okay, I hope I didn't lose any super chats. If I did, uh, Andrew will will have my back. Okay, I got Cassius Clay's the next super chat that I got up here. So Andrew, hit me up if I missed one. If RJ was featured like this since the beginning of the season, does he look like a fringe All Star? It's a great question. Here's the thing. I think if he was featured from the beginning of the season, he would not look like this more often than not. I think more often than not, he would look not as good. Because here's the thing. RJ has had a lot of games where he has kind of tried to get into it, and it hasn't looked great. And I think there would be an even mix. So my my answer is my answer is no, and I also think it's because if they if they had featured RJ so much, I don't I don't have a whole lot of confidence that their record be, would be much better than it is. Um, that said, if the question is like if they had featured RJ Barrett from game one and got him more and more and more reps of being the guy, would would it be easier to sit here and be like, oh, yes, that guy is a future all-star because I, I see it. I think that's absolutely fair. Um, we just we just don't know. And it's a it's a fashion. It's a fascinating organizational pivot point as well, because ultimately what they do, as much as we love to talk about Obi Toppin, for me, what they do with Julius Randle 
has a thousand percent more to do with what they think of R.J. Barrett than what they think of Obi Toppin. I think they kind of know what Obi Toppin is. It's if R.J. Barrett could be this, well, then can you rejigger your roster and rotation in a way that just makes more sense? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris Carter, who's for Randall and Obi Chance after the sub? Maybe not related, but doesn't look like the garden crowd is letting go of thumbs down gate anytime soon. Nor should they be. Nor should they be. If you, if you come out, it's the three. It's the he hit the trifecta. He came out and he did that stupid shit and yelled at everybody at the top of his lungs. Then he went and doubled down on it in the post game. He didn't say, I, I got in my feelings for a moment. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I love New York. I love the crowd. No. He was given a chance to get out of it. And he said, yeah, I told him to, I told him to shut the fuck up. And then to fucking put the icy on the cape, he, he put out a statement that did not, in one part of that statement, contain the word apology or sorry. Which is basically his way of saying, you know what? I did what I did. I shouldn't have done it because it's caused me a headache. But you know what? I'm not sorry. And I feel like I was right to do it. So fuck all of you. So, no, I don't think the garden crowd should should have um, any sympathy for Julius Randle. You brought this on yourself? Get yourself the fuck out of it. You know? You want to be treated like a fucking big boy? Put on your big boy pants. Because I'm sick of this shit. Anyway. Uh, from uh, this is from the regular chat from Dom the dentist, or maybe from the super chat. I don't know. Um, how do you feel about going back to Point Burks, considering how well Quick is playing? Good question. And would you trade for Turner or stick with Mitch at this point? Um, God, talk about things I've been on both sides of the fence on is, is starting quickly or not. I don't know. Quickly's really impressed me the last couple games. Quickly, um, uh, this is from Super Chat. Thank you for your contribution, Dom the Dentist. Um, 
Quickly's really impressed me the last few games. My my argument for keeping him off the bench is I do think that is his long term role on a on a good team, on a great team. And I think they need his energy off the bench. And I think honestly, his energy off the bench really helped him tonight. I don't know. I, I mm. there's a good argument to start him. Let's just say that there's a good argument to start him. As for Mitch and and Turner, Turner. I, I uh, again, give me a little bit more consistency from Mitch. Give me a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, okay, this from uh, Taxi Driver. I think Berman had an article tonight suggesting our front office isn't sold on Randall and he could be flipped for Turner or Grant. So yeah, I mean, shout out to anyone who was on the uh, Knicks Film School halftime um, Zoom for uh, all the subscribers to the newsletter. Um, the person who said it didn't want me to reveal their, their name. So I won't give them credit. Um, but, uh, someone mentioned that they had heard that the front office was, you know, they, they'd listen, they'd listen that Randall's not off the table. I've said for, and, and I, I don't want to take, this is not like me reporting this, but Based on my information, I've said for, I think, a while now that they would trade Randall if they could get a star in return for Randall. Now, what is your definition of a star? Miles Turner is not a star. Jeremy Grant is like, I mean, God, if you really fucking squint, I guess, but not really. Have they have they lessened their asking? I mean, is that is that still true? I don't know. Maybe it's not true anymore. But again, I bring it back to R.J. Barrett. If this is what R.J. Barrett's going to look like, and again, he's looked like this for two two out of the last four games, um, has looked better after being just terrible for the better part of, of six weeks. I don't know. It all comes down to what they can get. It all comes down to what they can get. Um, Flausta, 15 to 17 efficient points from Randall on a daily basis would be great. I'd sign for that. Even greater when RJ and Evan are scoring more than 15 points each. But again, I think we are ne- – so we're now halfway through this season. This notion that Julius Randle – and this is, again, the un- yet another reason why I'm, I'm hard on him. I have called throughout the year for Randle to embrace being a different player. And – I get the sense that he embraces that like here and there and fits and starts begrudgingly. Not fully. It's a, it's almost like when he when he does the stuff that you want him to do as like a, a guy who and again, this isn't all on him. It's on Tibbs too. Um like when he does have those moments, it's like, all right, I gotta do this so I can get back to doing what I really want to do. I I just don't – I don't think we're going to see a different version of Randall. I think Randall, as long as he's here, is going to be this guy or, or try to be this guy, you know, which is which is frustrating. Um, and, again, he's, he is still the only guy that can routinely draw doubles unless RJ is going to be this consistently, which, again, brings it all back to RJ. From Abdullah Diallo, RJ and JB working on the in-between game pregame is big. Uh, RJ and JB. Oh, J- uh, Johnny Bryant. Yes. Uh, his in-between game softens up the defense for kicks and drive outs, kickouts and drives. Um, 
Completely agree with that. The mid-range, I mean, the mid-range is dead. Long live the mid-range. Like, the mid-range is still going to open up so much. If you can't hit that mid, you have to be able to hit that little mid-ranger. It's as big for quickly as it is for, for RJ. Um, yeah, he can be a serviceable number two. Completely agree with that. Thank you, Andrew. Um, okay. Next up, um, you guys are on fire tonight. Thank you so much for everybody in the chat, everybody watching. We're still at 700 people watching. Uh, just incredible stuff. Um, this from uh, my buddy Jason M. Wow. If, these, if this keeps getting worse... Do you think the fans could be forcing the front office to trade Randall? Has that ever happened before in the NBA? No, I don't think so. And I don't think that's why the front office will do it. I, I think they'll do it because they, they're they like, we made a mistake here. And this is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. That's That's why they trade him, I think, if they trade him. And again, I, who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be very, very, very hesitant and cautious before I go full on. Yeah, I think they'll trade Randall, um, but we'll see. Uh, this is from Jeremy E. Julius Randall holds RJ back. Discuss. It's funny because they seem to really like each other, and they seem to have a real good rapport. And at the same time. It sure as shit seemed to get under Randall's skin when the crowd was chanting R.J. Barrett at the end of the, what was it, the Pacers game, when Randall had it going. And I think that had a lot to do with Randall with the thumbs down and the, and the yelling at the crowd. Um, I'm not going to say he holds him back because when they play, when Randall's, Randall does draw doubles and Randall does, open up stuff for RJ on occasion. But I, I, I just think in terms of, again, the question that was asked earlier, and I think it's a, it's the best question. Like what does RJ Barrett look like at this point? If in year three now, he, like they just gave him the offense and, and said, here, learn on the fly. That's, that's a, that's a good question. Um, this is from uh, uh, Louise. Uh, Huru, Haru. Sorry, I hope I got that right. If it's Lewis, I apologize. It's I think it's Louise. Um, epic team win tonight. So good to see RJ and IQ cooking. Love RJ with the bench. Um, topping with some elite OB slams injected into my veins. Ba- veins, baby, go next. Yeah, I mean, let's just uh, spell that out. RJ with the bench. What are we really talking about here? We're talking about RJ with quickly. We're talking about RJ with Grimes. We're talking about RJ or 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 Burks. We're talking about RJ with Obi. He runs the show. You got a dynamic guard and quickly alongside of him playing his role as a number two. You got um, you probably like Burks a little bit better with that because Burks is still a little bit more capable of or more capable of more on ball stuff than than um, Grimes at this point. Although Grimes, I think, has the edge defensively already, which is crazy to say about a rookie. Um, and then, uh, and then the bench. And, I, and here's the other thing: I actually really liked um, Taj in those minutes because Taj, such a good screen setter, and he also and and RJ utilized this tonight. Taj gives it the option of, hey, if I'm going to drive, 
it's not just the dunker spot that's my outlet here. Taj can step out to 10 or 12 or, or 14 feet and hit that shot. That's massive. And if you are talking about a Julius uh, a, a, or um, a, a Miles Turner trade in the works, Miles Turner's ability to, to do some stuff out on the perimeter, or at the very least, not just in the paint, that's a nice boon for RJ as well. Um, okay, um, let's keep it going. Robert McGinley, so many good things to focus on tonight instead of redacted. Thank you to uh, Robert, my my newsletter subscriber here. Hope everybody enjoyed that bit today. Um, maybe wrong, but just don't see how they could hang on to him if this keeps up. I'll be shocked if he's on the roster next season. Let's go Knicks. Um, I'll go. I'll go. F- I'll go 50-50 right now that that Julius is here next season. Um, You know, it takes a lot to make big trades in the NBA. I don't know. Maybe I go a little bit bit worse than 50-50. Maybe I go 45-55 that he is here. 55-45 that he's not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Somebody else I see, King DJ says, again, what about Sacramento? I, again, if they're willing to trade him there and Sacramento is like, yeah, we we think we're a Julius Randle away from making or making or doing something nice here. Like, I don't even care who you give us back. I got here. I'll pull up uh, I'll pull up uh, Sacramento's uh, salary cap. I'll, I'll throw some fake I'll throw some fake uh, Kings trades at you if you want. Uh, first, let me get to Hush Zoo. I'm loving IQ's mid-range game so much. Um, Do you think with how much pressure is on Randall and how poorly he's handling it, it will force the front office to get a number one option ASAP for him and relieve pressure? I think it's more likely that they trade him for the simple reason that I don't think it's that easy to go get a number one option. Like, I I don't think this team is going to go and trade. Like, if you're the Knicks front office, would you give up Whatever, like, who are the number one options that are available? By my count, it's two. Only two. It's Damian Lillard, and if I don't even know if you consider Ben Simmons the number one option. You know, um, and, like, are you mortgaging the farm to add Ben Simmons or Dame Lillard to Julius Randle? And, like, do you feel like you would feel confident about that as a front office, giving up God knows what, number of, of picks and young players it would take to make those moves. Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't see the front office doing that. Um, I think it's more likely they, they, you know, they trade him. Um, as unlikely as I still think that, that, that is, um, Jesse D body language was awful. Can't argue that, but all Randall's games to get upset with this ain't it for me. Got out of the way and finished as a plus 16. That's a fair comment, Jesse. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's good to balance out the conversation. He did defer, and he willingly deferred. Like, look, there's a lot of lot of stars who would have kept shooting. Randall took seven shots. He knew it wasn't his night. Now, I, w- I would love to know what he was complaining about, who he was complaining to. I'd love to be able to peek into his head tonight. Um, but, yeah, no, that's a fair comment. I appreciate that one, Jesse. Uh, Adam with a nice one. Uh, LeBron for Randall straight up. 
Who says no? I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't know. It's mm, tough, tough, tough. Here's a fun one. I, I don't even want to say this out loud. Again, this is it, it, I'm, I'm, this is literally this is not possible because um, the the Lakers have LeBron James and um, Anthony Davis. Uh, so what are they going to do? Play LeBron at small forward again? But like, if if the if, who who says no? LeBron for Russ. <laughs> Again, the money doesn't work. Russ is making way too much money, so the Knicks would have to send back more salary. But, like, if the Lakers are like, yeah, we'll toss in, you know, our 2027 first-round pick, and you could have Russ. I, I mean, I wouldn't do it if I were I, – I mean, even if, if the money worked out, I wouldn't do it. I hate – Russell Westbrook's my least favorite player in the league. And if you think Randall is getting the way of RJ, well, oh, boy. Um, what did I say? RJ for Russ, Randall for Russ. That's what I meant. Sorry, if I said anything, I meant Randall for Russ. Um, thank you, Andrew. Um, yeah, if you think Randall's getting in the way of, of RJ, uh, you know, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Um, Parrish Duggar. Oh, I said LeBron for Russ. Oh, I'm sorry. I The crow says hi. Um, Parrish Duggar. Randall had a uh, – a power forward game. Re- oh, rebounds, assists, picks. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's fair. Um, Greg film stuff. I fear that Tibbs will turn Toppin into Knox. I don't think we're there yet. Also, Knox isn't good. Toppin's good. Toppin can do real NBA stuff. Knox can't. He favors Randall, and it's to the detriment of our high voltage battery. Obi on the bench and the team. New York has to choose between RJ Obi developing. And our Randall, and it's a no-brainer. I I don't think it's quite as simplistic as that. And I I, I don't look again. This notion that here's why I always push back upon this on this like you know Tibbs hates Ob or whatever. Like Tibbs knows what he has in Ob. Any idiot knows what he has in Ob. It's very clear what the guy could do, and it's very clear what he still struggles at. He's not. He doesn't stretch the floor right now. He's not hitting. He can't hit a three, and on defense, like he's going to get beat and he's going to have his moments. Um, but he's also a beast in transition, and he tries his ass off. And you know, he's 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 good cutter. He's a good passer. Like we we know what we have in Obi. This I'll go. I keep going back to it. This is about trying to get Randall right, and even if it's to just try to get his, you know, his value up and get him playing well again. Like I, I don't know. I I I have a lot more sympathy for Tibbs than uh, than most people. Uh, the NYOG didn't Randall play for Gentry in New Orleans? I believe he did. That's a good one. That's a good thought. I mean, is Gentry going to be the long term coach? In um in Sacramento, who knows? Here's another one that's an interesting one for me. Like we keep talking about how well they wouldn't trade Randall for Fox because you're not going to trade a Kentucky guy for a Kentucky guy. You're going to bring the Kentucky guys together. Well, is it possible that Randall going to Sacramento to play with a Kentucky guy would be potentially to his liking? I don't know. Um, anyway, thank you for the contribution, Greg. I, again, you know, I'm always going to push back on the tip stuff because I just, he's a guy that's a, his team's a game under 500 and the, and his best player has played like dog shit. 
And we complain about him because of how he is responding to his best player playing like dog shit and his potential role in his best player playing like dog shit, but best players playing like dog shit. And the team's game under 500 in a really tough conference in a, in a, in a, in a up and down league, up and down year rather for them, new pieces, the whole thing. Again, I gave a Tibbs for anybody who missed it, a C, or I think it's, I think I gave him a C on the last post game. I stand by that. He's done an average job. Well, he's done a great job. He's done an average job. Um, we're over 300 likes. My goodness. Thank you guys. Really? Seriously. It helps us out. Um, helps us get noticed. And, um, and that's a good thing. Jeremy Blaustein. I've supported Julius, but that missed dunk. Shake my head. Mostly emotionally problematic, most emotionally problematic New York player since Daryl Strawberry. Well, Daryl Strawberry and his, um, and his, uh, Tony Montana size mounds of cocaine would like to have a word. Um, as well uh, with why Daryl Strawberry did not, um, you know, succeed in New York. And, oh, by the way, Daryl Strawberry had a pretty good second go-round with the Yankees. That was in New York. That said, um, yes, that is a fair comment. Um, I don't know if he's the most emotionally problematic player. There's been a lot of emotionally problematic players, a lot of whom have played for the Yankees. Talk about guys who have struggled. A lot of guys put on those pinstripes and, like, they forget how to play baseball. Um you know, I, I don't know, but Julius is completely in his own head, completely in his own head. So, yeah. Uh, Greg, Mar- eat the crow. Do you really just you want me to eat the crow? It's hard. I don't know. I don't know how. How would you cook crow? Saute it, I guess. Saute it. Little saute. Uh, obviously, brown it on both sides, and then maybe do a little, little something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, brave the cold for some prime C is from Greg Moran. Brave the cold, um, uh, for some prime seeds tonight. RJ, can, uh, congratulations. RJ controlled the whole game. You love to see it. Julius looked visibly dejected throughout the game. Hope he's going to be all right mentally. We're at the stage where we have now have people being like, I hope that man is okay. Not that player. I hope that person is okay. That's how bad it is. The rest of the team was A+. plus. Yeah, no complaints about anybody else. Um, what else we got here? Kevin Danishevsky. What do you make of Obi being pissed when he got taken out? Uh, I think he's a frustrated player who wants more minutes. I wouldn't read too much into it in terms of, like, he's, like, out on Tibbs or out on the team or wants to be traded or any of that. I think he's just, you know, and he's just frustrated. I'd be frustrated, too. Um, for trade ideas, I still want to get Randall to LA to team up with his buddy, AD. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how either. Um, uh, Kareem Asur, honest question. What has Kenny Payne been doing this year? I thought he was the big man whisperer and Randall is garbage. Um, that's fair question. Mitch hasn't been great. He's been okay in spots, good in spots, great in spots. Um, Randall's been bad. Obi's been good at the stuff that Obi's good at. Um, yeah, it's a fair critique. And and Noel hasn't seen the court. And Taj is amazing. Uh, Emil Bomansor, the fan situation must be getting to Randall. 
Is it part of being a? It is part of being a star. Look at the John Morant situation. He goes out after and gets back to back Player of the Week. Randall needs to shut the fans up with his play. Yeah, again, the the, the Morant thing. And notice how Morant did it. He was out for a period of time. The the Grizzlies did, did great. He came back, and I think they lost the first game or whatever it was. And and he, you know, there were some fans that apparently said something to him like, "Hey." Go back on the sidelines. We were doing better without you. Which is such a fucking ridiculous thing to say about John Morant, who's so clearly amazing. But put that aside. He went in the postgame after, and he wasn't like – he didn't try to beat around the bush. He was like – he was honest. He's just like, I've never heard that before. That really hurt. And like, like I don't know. Maybe this is very – maybe this is too woke of me to say. But like, it takes a, a – a big like you have to be a man to have the confidence to be like yeah when people said that they wanted me to go at like back on the sidelines like that that hurt my feelings which is essentially what John Morant said like that was big of him and it was really mature and he's gone out and he's been uh I don't know the best player in basketball for the last couple of weeks so yeah but that's John Morant like Julius Randle's not John Morant he's nowhere close to John Morant um so I don't know that I have the the confidence that he is going to find that confidence to be better. Um, I think you shake into the core. Uh, thanks for the uh, super chat, Netchin Brown. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan Awang, not a bad game for someone who won't break the Charlie Ward curse. I deserve that one. Thank you. Um, Christian Finnegan, huge RJ believer, but he has to be the most blocked player in the NBA. He does get blocked a lot. Uh, there are stats out there on that. I don't know how to access them. I'll be honest. Uh, I've looked, and I can't find them. I'm sure someone here has knows how to get them, but I'm terrible at Google. Um, I think it's because he always takes one too many steps under the basket before rising up. I think he's getting better at it. Um, I think, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's the it's the falling and not getting back in transition on defense that bother me more. As long as he stays like oh, that's a sign, the crow fell. Um, as long as he stays upright, then then it's then it's okay. Um, okay. Jeremy Chase, what's going on, Jeremy? How you doing? The Jewel stuff reminds me of Roger Maris saying, Maybe I'm not a New York kind of guy. See, but here's the thing. Julius was the most New York kind of guy just a year ago. We saw it. You know, we loved him. He loved us. He loved everything about the city. He signed on the dotted line, you know, but it's like in New York, you have to be willing to take the bad with the good and it can't get to you. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, anyway, back to the comment and getting hate, even when he was hitting 61, Jules ain't hitting 61, but once the hate starts, it's hard to stop in New York city. But again, I'll even, I'll push back on that. It's a good comment, but the only devil's advocate is like, Julius got all the hate in the world his first year here. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Anthony Sixto, a lot going on with this team. That confuses me. But props to Taj. Oh, always, always here for props to Taj. Taj Collins. Nothing particular, just props to him for being Taj consistently. Yeah, I think I wrote something in my notes about how Taj had a really nice moment in this game. Um, Oh, his pick-and-roll defense. 
um, on the last San Antonio possession of the first quarter was just like textbook. But he does that a lot because he's Taj Gibson. He's fucking awesome. Hashtag Taj Mabal. That is an interesting ring to it. Um, oh, I see my uh, – hold on. Where did it go? I think I just lost it here. Uh, Jonas Plout. How about a trade centered on Randall and, oh, boy, here we go, John Collins. That's an interesting one. Um, uh, hmm. John Collins. Blew my, like, broke my brain. Um, would Atlanta, why would Atlanta, would Atlanta do that? Why would Atlanta do that? So Collins is shooting well from downtown. Um, but he's also a guy who's not happy with his role there. It seems maybe, maybe he wants more of a role. Although he got paid. I, he is not a good defender. Um, man, like I'm, I'm not a big John Collins guy. It's also like we have Obi Toppin. So like if you're trading for John Collins, then just be a little patient, wait for Obi Toppin to develop his jump shot, have faith that he's going to do that. And then guess what? You got John Collins. Um, so I don't know about, I don't know about that trade. I'm just wondering if Atlanta would do that. And I, 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 I don't know the answer. I, I, I honestly, um, shout out to my man, Richard Bourne Vanek, who, who unfortunately can't ever get into the, the super chat cause he's in the, the Virgin islands. Um, come on Virgin islands. Just get, get, get with the, get with the program here. Um, okay. I think we're good. Um, as promised, I will go through. Yeah, Andrew just made a good point. He texted me, Atlanta's not trading for someone to take the ball out of Trey's hands. Yeah, yes, I agree. I, I mean, I think they their defense has been atrocious this, this year. They have like the, the bottom five defense. So that's really probably where they need more help. Um, so Tibbs, after the game, when he was asked about Randall, said, winning's important to him. That's what I want everyone's focus to be. There's going to be ups and downs throughout the course of the year. You got to be mentally tough when you face adversity. Everyone does. It's probably the most important thing in life. That's an interesting um, response. Okay. Let's look at – hold on. Did Andrew send me something else? Oh, I may have missed a few. So if I missed your chat or your super chat, uh, Andrew's going to get to you right now. In the meantime, okay, possible Sacramento trade. So can't trade for De'Aaron Fox straight up. Just FYI, the money doesn't work. Julius isn't making enough money. Um, here's one you want to, you want to get, you want to, oh boy. You want to talk about a trade that Sacramento does in a fucking heartbeat, a heartbeat Sacramento does this trade, Buddy Hield. So Buddy Hield is, um, not good. <laughs> He, he, he takes a ton of threes and he makes a lot of threes. I'm pretty sure Heald has more threes made than anybody in the league for the last like two or three years or whatever it is. Like he makes a ton of threes, takes tough threes, whatever his percentage is. I don't really even care what his percentage is. He takes and, and makes tough threes. 
He doesn't really do anything else. Um, defensively, he's not what you want. But, like, if you're talking about, okay, what can we get for Julius Randle? I think you're talking about the most realistic Sacramento trade, for me at least, is like, okay, Buddy Heald and something. What's the and something? I don't know. Can you get Davion Mitchell along with Buddy Heald? Um, that's too much money, but the Knicks could obviously send someone else back. You know, Rand- Randall and Knox for Heald and Davion Mitchell. How's that for a trade? You guys want to do that? You probably do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe you get you ask for a pick from Sacramento too. So then Sacramento rolls forward with uh, let's see, Fox, Halliburton, um, Barnes at the three. I don't know how they feel about that. Um, and then Randall and Rashawn Holmes. Like I don't know. That's a there's a trade. Um, again, I'd love Harrison Barnes, but do do those do the Kings want to trade Harrison Barnes? Like, are the Knicks going to trade Randall for Barnes straight up? I don't know. Um, man, if I could get Dave, oh boy, what I what would I have to give to get Halliburton with Heald for Randall? That's a fun one. Because they're not going to do that straight up. They're going to ask for something else. Oh, boy. I just broke my brain. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From DZilla, um, RJ Barrett is a 1A. As a 1A. Sorry, I can't read. RJ Barrett is a 1A is the team we all deserve to watch the rest of the year. Keep shooters around him and up the tempo. And and for, for anybody who's who's uh, advocating for Obi and thinks Obi has this great ceiling and the whole th- and wants to see Obi more and all, all that good stuff. Um, Andrew, I'm ready, yeah. Um, that's that's what you want because if the if the if you get if the offense flows through RJ, you're getting a lot of RJ and then quickly and then Burks, and when he comes back, Kemba, maybe, and when he comes back, Rose, maybe, all those guys, that's all drive and create and penetrate and, like, the whole thing, and Obi's the beneficiary of all that, along with Mitch. That's a nice team. From C.T. Pittman, watching the postgame interview and the fact that Tibbs addressed the fan situation definitely lets me know it bothers Julius. It absolutely 
Absolutely, it bothers him. Absolutely, it bothers him. So again, our, our uh, from the Knicks Film School account, this also from Tibbs. There's no better place to play in the NBA. I think everyone would tell you that, talking about MSG, obviously. There's an appreciation for him, for Randall. Don't get wrapped up in either praise or criticism. Lock in. When we play, play well, we know how much our fans love this team, and we love them. First of all, good job by Tibbs not dare question the fans. Not that I think he even wanted to do that or thought about doing that. Um, you know, he's being a good politician there. I, I just, you know, this has now become a thing. Like, this is not just a Knicks Twitter, you know, post-game super chat thing. This is a thing. It's a thing. It's crazy. RJ Barrett is maybe the best game of his career, and this is all we can talk about. And I don't even blame anybody. Um, from Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Um, sorry I somehow missed all of these. Um, hope Frank and Reggie get standing ovations when they return. I'm here for both of them and Theo Pinson. And Theo Pinson. Timmy will give you a golf clap. Um, and what's up with Noel? will be interesting to see the rotation when he and Kemba are back. I, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Noel. Quite frankly, I don't really care what's going on with Noel. I don't miss Noel one iota. Give me Mitch and Taj. You know. Um, yeah, I hope they get standing ovations too. This is from Barry Craver. What's going on, Barry? Uh, Leon whiffed in three ways. Oh, boy, we got some Leon criticism. Uh, drafting Obi over Halliburton. I mean, it's fair. Uh, signing Fournier again. I'm 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 gonna revert back to what everybody was saying at the time. We all loved it at the time. Does, does but again, even like as much as we have said and I have said that Fournier does not fit the ethos of this team, and that who knows where the problems trickle down from and do they trickle down from replacing Bullock, who's a defense first guy and the whole thing with Fournier, like how much of this is just it, Randall just being bad. Like if Randall was not this bad, would we be saying all the shit that we're saying about Fournier? Like I know Fournier has been terrible on defense. Randall has been just as bad. I don't know. I, it's, and number three, letting Theo Pinson get away. That I'll kill Leon Rose for. Um, man, they miss that guy badly. Yes, they do. I still have I still have high hopes for Obi. I you know I, I'm I'm becoming less and less confident that's going to happen here. I hope I'm wrong. My God, if they ever traded Julius Randle and kept Obi Toppin and started Obi and like ran plays for Obi and centered a lot of the offense around getting Obi lobs and pick and rolls and the whole thing, my goodness, would I be happy as a pig and shit? Um. This is another one from C.T. Pittman. After becoming relevant and ditching LOL Knicks takes, what would trading Julius Randle do to the culture we built and relevancy of finally being a stable franchise? I'm so happy you asked this, and I can't believe that I didn't say it explicitly earlier because I should have. I think people around the league, fans, media, whatever would maybe not other teams and maybe some players would have some mixed opinions on it, but I think they would look at it as like great job by the Knicks 
not not being like, well, this guy gave us our best season, our only good season in the last 10, 10 years, or one of our only good seasons in the last 20 years. We have to keep him. We have to make this work and continue slamming their head into the, a wall. I think they would get a lot of praise and a lot of credit for looking in the mirror and being like, yeah, well, guess what? What we thought was the Julius Randle we were getting is not the Julius Randle we were getting. We are getting. We got. And good job by them to wake up and be like, you know what? Let's move on and and get out while they could. I think that would be the response as opposed to going and trading assets to try to add to a Julius core, which is like, I really just don't want them to do that. And like, that's, that's what doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Sean, uh, hold on. Actually, sorry. We got uh, Luke Orso. Would you bring back Bagley in Sacramento in the Sacramento trade? Kenny Payne could unlock some of that potential. I'm, I'm, I'm over the, I'm over the Bagley thing. It's year four. Um, like if we have to take him on as salary, that's fine. I'm happy to take him on as salary and, and see what, what he does, but I'm not like, he will not be considered an asset in the deal for me. Um, this is from Sean Ford. Randall and Burks for Kevin Love and Sexton. Who says no? I mean, I think the Cavs say no. Like, you have Kevin Love there. Like, go watch that. I mean, I'm not saying you don't watch that team play. But, like, just anybody, go watch the team play. Like, Kevin Love comes in, accepts his role off the bench. He's happy off the bench. Um, Makes great passes. Hits threes. Can still do some damage in the post. Um, You know. Descending contract, I think. Descending contract, or maybe I made that up. Maybe it's not, it makes a lot of money either way. It's, it's a lot of money. Um, like, why would the Cavs do that? And like, Julius Randle is not, he's not going to go start um, there uh, because it's Mobley and, and, uh, and, um, and Jared Allen. Um, so, what are you going to do? You're going to, um, you're going to get a pouty Julius Randle to, to bitch and moan about coming off the bench. I don't, Cleveland says no. Um, this one from Kevin Danishevsky. Stefan Marbury was much more emotionally problematic. Marbury definitely got into um, his emotions at times. Uh, this is another one from D Zilla. What's going on D also, if last year's Randall was a beloved icon, uh, now this year's Randall is absolutely brutal. Is he a milkshake duck? Hashtag free Danielle Fischel. If that is not the comment of the year, and I don't even know what milkshake duck is, but that's the free Danielle Fischel. That got me. Well done. Well played. This from Final Review Pod. What is your favorite Wes Craven movie? Um... You're going to force me to go to the internet for this because I don't want to say something that's not true. Um, my inclination, even though I have not seen it in a very long time, my inclination is to just say Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I mean, the, the obvious answer is Scream. 
Scream means more to me because I was born in 1983, which I'm pretty sure was after Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street came out. Um, I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. There are some other good ones that I enjoyed or I remember enjoying when I saw them when I was like 12 years old. Mm. I'm looking through the filmography right now. Let me see if there's... Oh, oh my God, I forgot about the people under the stairs. The People Under the Stairs, I saw that movie in the movie theater as an eight-year-old. And that movie fucked me up. Because let me tell you, those people under those fucking stairs, there are some fucked up people under there. And they they messed me up. I was I was bothered by that film. Very bothered. Um so yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way, 1984. Bad job by me. Um, I'm still going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street or Scream. Uh, with a, with the people under the stairs being a respectable third. Okay. Um, shout out to Panga. Awesome job. Uh, Rich McLeod. Fast forward the last 15 minutes of today's KFS pod. Yo, yeah, anybody who's wondering why I'm talking about any of this. Um, or while we're talking about Topanga or Danielle Fischel. Um, okay. Uh, this one from Manny Campos. We're going, by the way, 75 minutes on this post game. This is fantastic. Manny Campos. John, were you also a Kelly Kapowski kind of guy? Oh, my goodness gracious. We're really going to get into this now? So, yes. Yes, I was a Kelly Kapowski kind of guy. I have a Kelly Kapowski T-shirt. Uh, that is a little too small for me at the moment because I need to go for a run and get my fat ass in shape. But I love Kelly Kapowski. I would say the power rankings for me go... Kelly Kapowski probably does have to be number one, but Topanga's really close. Kelly Kapowski one, Topanga two, um, Stephanie Tanner. Stephanie Tanner, a strong third. Um, I'm trying to think who even gets in that conversation. I don't even know who gets in that conversation. That's a tough. That's a tough top three to crack. Uh, if you're a a a, a man of my age, um, I mean, who's your nine hundred two one zero preferred person? Um, I don't know. I was never a Brenda girl. I was never, but I was also never a, uh, oh my God, I can't think of the, the blonde. What's the blonde's name? Who went with Dylan, would choose between Dylan and, and Brandon. Um, I liked Amanda, even though she was like 40 on the show. I always liked, I always liked Amanda. I was, I was digging the glasses. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I'll, I'll try to think of some more, but yeah. Kapowski, Topanga, Stephanie Tanner. Those are, that was right to my wheelhouse. Um, 500 patients and John will wear the Kelly Kapowski t-shirt on a post-game pod. I need to run a lot to, to fit into that shirt. So um, let's uh, – Jenny Garth, thank you. Jenny Garth, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, any other any – other oh, Pink Ranger. Yes, the Pink Ranger. Oh, my God. What was the Pink Ranger's name? The Pink Ranger was awesome. I love the Pink Ranger. And then, uh, what, hold on, one more. It's all coming back to me now. Um, 
the other girl on Buffy, not the redhead. Someone help me out. Was it Buffy? I think it was Buffy. Was it Buffy? I think I'm pretty sure the other girl on Buffy, not the redhead and not Buffy. Who was that? Um, no, it wasn't Cordelia. I think I might be even thinking of the wrong show. My goodness. I'm really, it's, I'm, I'm struggling right now. There was a, I'm, I'm going to think of this one. I'm going to think of this one. Uh, well, oh, Elijah Dushku. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Elijah Dushku. Elijah Dushku was for a period of time, number one on my list. Shout out to Elijah Dushku. Shout out to Adam for bringing up Elijah Dushku. Um, Andrew just texted me. My take, Kelly the Pink Ranger, hotter than Kelly Kapowski. Well, you know, that's a take. That's a take. Um, I'm not sure if I'm there with you, but that is a take. Um, Man, this is, I'm really, really happy that we ended on this, on this note. Um, Anyway. also, cursory shout-outs to Buffy and Nev Campbell for on um, Party of Five. Uh, all you know, they're all they're all winners in my book. Uh, and Seinfeld over friends. Okay, that's enough talk about uh, teenage John. We will be back with you for more basketball talk um, after Knicks play the Dallas Mavericks on uh, what Wednesday night. Uh, until then, uh, enjoy uh, the beginning of your week, and we will talk to you. Hold on, I have to read this. Kelly cheated on Zach with the dude who worked at the Bayside. Chris Brown has a line about this. Did he cheat on him? Did she cheat on him? I thought, I don't think she cheated on him. I think there was something going on. Andrew seems to be convinced that she cheated on him. I don't, Kelly Kapowski would not cheat on Zach Morris. No, not AC Slater. It was the other guy. Um, man, how about Zach and Kelly's prom? Zach and Kelly's prom forever. Oh, that hit, that hit different. Um, (laughs) okay, we're done here. I'll see everybody later. Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.